there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We're going to put forward a little shirt shopping tier list. I remember walking to Great Yarmouth train station every weekend with no money because I couldn't afford a bus to get to the train. Like, all my money was spent on the train to the game. I didn't have a coat because I couldn't afford one because all my money was going into away days. What's the best match day experience you've ever had? I'm someone who's very controversial here. Um, I think German football culture is very overrated. Can I guess what you're going to say? Go on. Going away isn't just a day trip. It's a matter of representing the team you support and demonstrating you're there for your club. Through going away with your club or country, it often brings out a tribal and atmospheric eruption amongst <laughs> your fellow fans' groins. No, that's <laughs> because <laughs> you score a 90th minute winner. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Ugh. get your thrust out. There's always less of them than you. But what we often forget is that away days have changed a lot over the last 20 years or so. There is a whole new breed of away goers nowadays, and it's become an opportunity for fans to experience new cultures, stadiums and match day traditions and is ultimately more than just 90 minutes of football. Ellis Patton, whose channel is called Away Days, yes. joins me now. Uh, we did a pod uh, that went out earlier in the week chatting about sort of football fashion, which was fascinating and see where that's kind of going. And in terms of your two niches, it is, you know, it's it's fashion. And, and later in this podcast, we're going to have a look. We'll do a quick fire tier list on the uh, guests from um, Ellis's series, Shirt Shopping, where he gives 500 quid to uh, influencers generally, but also unbelievable players as well. And they get to buy shirts from classic football shirts. And so we're going to run through that a little bit later on. But I did want to focus on away days because obviously, you know, you called it that. Um, why did you call it away days? And, and why did you choose, th- you know, that as a concept for a YouTube channel? So uh, in obviously growing up, uh, being a Leeds fan in Norwich and uh, I come from we didn't have much money. Um, so it was very... People never believe that with my voice being quite southern, but like we didn't. See, that seems to be a thing for you, which I get. I think it is a thing. Sadly, it's, it's a big thing. It yeah. really yeah, irks But me. you are a Leeds fan, as you made clear in yeah. the last pod. Very Leeds fan. Anyway, so but there was not. I wanted to. We wanted me and my mates in year eleven wanted to go watch football, so we started doing it to go to watch Peterborough, Cambridge, Kings Lynn, Lowest Off Town, the local teams to us. So we started doing that a bit, and then I was like, I wanted to get into. I actually wanted to be a children's TV presenter. So there's sort of around that era that became a bit of a career you didn't really want to do at that point. So we then I then because <laughs> we, we did uh, we did some that wasn't actually that wasn't a kids present thing was it that was more like a it was a digital sports presenter thing. Do you remember that? Yes, for the BBC. Yes, that was like yeah, me and you. you know Talk about ripple effects. Wow, that was actually speaking about ripple effects. That day where I didn't get that role and I realised I was worse than everyone there was what made me decide to start putting effort in with those. <laughs> That's not even. So to explain, right. So there was this thing. I was doing some uh, producing for the BBC. And then this thing sort of rocked up where it was like you could be the digital sports presenter for the BBC. Yeah. So you had to put together like a sort of little show really trailer thing. Right. And the selling point of the job was that obviously you're working for the BBC, which is great. But it was going to be in 2020. 
And it was going to be, you're going to do the Euros, the Tokyo Olympics, Wimbledon, and I'm missing something else. There's something else, like another, another huge, huge event. Yeah. event Winter right? Olympics, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Like cr- going all over the world. And it was one where I was thinking, I'd just got the Prem job, but I'd left my, uh, you know, secure job, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, with Bull Street. My channel was doing fine, not great, really. And it was one where I was like, I can't not go for that. But I, I'll figure it out if I get it. And I yeah. don't think I will. Um, and you went for it as well. And then we, I so guess we both got to the final, what was it, 20-odd? Yeah, I think maybe it was like final 16, but you got further than me. But like I remember working up on that day and like everyone else there, maybe yourself, you didn't, everyone else I spoke to had an agent. And everyone else there... Yeah, I did not. <laughs> it was me and you, we were just creators. But everyone yeah. else there, and I could tell everyone else there was much better than me. We did really? this thing, we had to make like a TikTok at the time. Oh, I've never terrific. made a TikTok. TikTok yeah. had just kind of yeah. started. Um, and everyone there was, and I was looking at these people around, I was like, I am so poor at this. And I was like, I'd slacked for so long. So right. I, I hadn't put any effort in really for so long. So what do you mean when you say effort? I just sort of, because away days for me, it became to this point where I think at that point it maybe had like 50, 60,000 subscribers, which is obviously still a really large number for what I ever wanted it to be. But I never thought it could become my job ever. Right. So I was happy being like, I worked in social media for a haulage company at the time. So I was happy earning my salary and just doing away days on the weekend as a hobby where it earned like a little bit of income and I thought that'd be my life. Right. And then I was like, I'm going to show them. I was like, I am going to show them that they they didn't make a mistake. They made they made the point not to hire me because I wasn't good enough for the role. And I don't even know now if I'd suit that role, to be honest. But I was like, I'm going to show you that I can do better than this, what you saw today. Right. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to put effort in. I'm going to start editing the videos better. I'm going to start... Because usually it would literally... It got to the point with the way days where it was like, oh, me and Ben are at the football. The video's up. It's done. Right. Whereas it got to the point, like I said, well, back to the origins of it as well. Like it started off just being me and my friends going to football. Me wanting to get experience in front of camera. And then, like, we would go to like local non-league games, and obviously, as the videos began to be better, the budget got a bit better, to the point now where it's like sort of just jumped the shark completely in the sense of like we can just do any game in the world, really. Mm. Which is that people, and I hate, which is why I got this pushback on what I do because like I get to be like, we went to the the Super Classico, Boca Juniors River Plate last season, which was was, so was, was always my <laughs> that was my dream. I've been to Boca away, yeah, but not that. I mean, that's an unbelievable bucket list game. Yeah, so obviously the origins of it was just I loved football, couldn't afford to go watch my team, so we went to local teams near us, and I made content out of it basically. Right. And then the the I guess the the irony of that is now the channel got so big that I then can't go watch my team still now because it's my job. Right. So yeah, away days. The origin of it was me and my friends go to football. And I make a video on it and it just somehow people quite liked that we were quite just people going to watch football and showing our opinion on it. And not really, we're not football lads. So we're not, we're not wearing, which I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on. We're not wearing like Stone Island CP company or any of that. We're not getting involved in fights. We're the exact opposite of what you'd expect, really. Mm. A traditional stereotypical football goer on a channel called Away Days as well. Obviously yeah, the yeah. Soccer AM origins of Frankie Fryer. And yeah, so I'd... I, I never just I just thought away days as a name was quite catchy mm. and that was literally it that was the entire point of the whole thing and yeah so I, I got to I finished second on that thing yeah and I got I got through though <laughs> I got through and I was like how have I got through this bit I didn't understand how I'd got through the first bit like, I couldn't <laughs> get my head around it um but then got through to that to the last bit and got to the inter- final interview and and thought I actually walked out for 
you're not going to give this to me because I'm too qualified for it. And I know it sounds so arrogant, but I was older, so much older than these guys. Yeah. I, you know, I'd been a producer at ITV for five years. Like I'd yeah. been, in, I'd done, I kind of done it all. Um, and so it's one where like, well, if you want the best person for the job, then it makes sense to give it to me. But there's no, when you, they were putting it out, like we're going to give someone a chance. If I was in their position, I wouldn't give me the chance because it's not giving someone a chance, if that makes sense. And do you, oh, just to speak on the ripple but of it this. It's the best thing that happened. Yeah, we both. Well, mate, that, so that's that's um, that's early 2020. As people know, if they know my story. Like, you know, I've done okay. I've done all right. But like at that point, my channel was pretty jaded as well. Yeah. And I, then what happened happened with you know in the world and football manager happened for me and it was such a game changer for lockdown me. made us both really how did it make you then because I, I switched to football shirt content about a week before lockdown right so it meant that like obviously i was a called away day so i thought for years i can only upload videos called away days because and I, I, I every video title was just away days club name right and that's awful for seo for <laughs> just a really boring note but and then I started doing the mystery boxes in lockdown, which really did. Right. So, so it's similar to me in the sense that, so I remember going to, I remember going to Dulwich Hamlets. I don't think, I don't think, I can't remember if you were no, there there's or loads not. of creators there. There was loads, there? Yeah. Smith was there and Fogden was there and all these guys were there because it was like, that was the only game on. Yeah. Um, probably a bit of a super spreader, but anyway, I, did, <laughs> I didn't get anything. Uh, and, and I remember when I left, I was like, there's no football. There's, I've got no, well, there's no football. So I went to Sainsbury's and bought Football Manager because I was thinking from terms of content, I need to be able to make something. Yeah. I can't, there's nothing for me to talk about. And I guess for you, it's the exact same thing. Is that like, if you've got no games to talk about, you need to find something else. Yeah, it's, it's mental. Like, I literally was living in a studio flat in Norwich, £400 a month with all bills included. That's how small the flat was. The, the flat was, when I say studio flat, ridiculous. It was, so, it was actually uninhabitable. I can't work out how I was allowed to live there. So, but then within, so March 2020 was lockdown and by September 2020, I was full-time on YouTube. That's how much things had changed for me Wow! in that situation, like just from there. But even the touching on that, like I then felt like, well, am I just a football shirt creator now? Like, can I go back to making, when football returned and I made away days first when they first came back, they did, did all weird for you. It felt really weird. And also the videos did terribly right? because I was like, oh, I've made two audiences now. And I panicked for so long. It wasn't until literally... 2023 where i sort of managed to work out how i could do it i was like do i i, I was like so adamant i had to lean into one thing what's so, so in terms of figuring out how to do it because i think that's a, that's a really interesting i know we're going on a tangent here but it's my podcast and if i'm curious then i'm gonna ask the question so <laughs> fuck off um <laughs> in terms of trying to diversify your content because there'll be a lot of people that make content here and want to be successful in it. To have those two things and for them to sort of coexist, how did you figure out doing that? Well, they sort of align in the sense of it's, it's football and football shirts, so they they are the same thing, but they're completely different. One's me going to a football match and one is me sitting there talking about football shirts and my opinions on them. So I realised the way to align it, it was never... The only way... I, I have a series called Football Shirt Hunting, which is is actually more of a sporadic series now because it's... I just don't really enjoy doing it, to be honest. Like I said, I, I touched upon it in the last podcast. Any football shirt in the world I want, really, I can just reach out to someone and get it. So I don't get that, oh, I want right. to see a football shirt anymore. And I want the content to always be authentic, uh, other than maybe the Bradford one we can touch on. But like, <laughs> I always I always want my content to be authentic. And like, it, it is never an act. Like, whatever we say or do in the videos, I think comes across as it is very genuine. So it is 
the football shining series is like an alive was the best way to sort of bridge both audiences because I would make an away day in a country. So say I was in Lithuania, I'd make a video of a game and then I'd do a football shot hunting there and I'd be like, oh, by the way, I'm making another video here. And then in both videos, I'd link back to the other. And then eventually the audiences did sort of cross and I had the series called Shirt Shopping, which transcends my audience as well, because you, you take the views more from the person you're with. But I think I have, I noticed it with other creators as well. And obviously people do what they do that you can diversify your audience so much that you don't then have a core audience. Like say, I'm not going to name names, but like say I made content, uh, I so I, I made a similar mistake myself actually, like I have a love for Porto and the video started doing quite well. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make more Porto videos. Then completely realised after a while, I'm completely alienating my UK audience. Created like a cul-de-sac, haven't you? Yeah, you made a, a new audience. So like you never, and if you do, imagine doing that with several different nations and you, as a UK creator, your core audience, and also just in terms of like a really boring CPM job based wise, your audience being the UK as a core or the US is very, very good yeah. in terms of like the job we do. So I think that is that is my focus was trying to make sure I had a core UK audience or just an audience of football fans as well. And I felt the football shirt content sort of transcended that a bit. So long story short, I made content that bridged both series and then brought it back to what I wanted to do. So now the channel is very much just, I go to a football game once a week and upload it and there's also a series called shirt shopping where i chat about shirts with a guest who is usually bigger than my channel so they are then the draw basically right let's talk about away days then like the not the channel we'll start oh. with the channel now although i guess the final thing i was going to ask you is like <laughs> in terms of how you how do you people won't they will just click on a video and go oh he's in lithuania yeah like the, how do you find the sort of traveling element of it is it something that you kind of enjoy or struggle with is there a What's that like in terms of peering behind the curtain and, and understanding that actually you've got to get to all these places? Yeah, so it's a lot of a lot of early mornings in terms of like a lot of the time the flights we from Stansted, which isn't actually too bad from where I live. It's like I, a lot of the time waking up at like 2am, same day, driving to there. The, the worst example of it was actually is like I did Japan twice last year and both times I was there for 36 hours and it's a 14 hour flight there, 14 hour flight back. Wow. And I'm not, don't have the money to do business class or first class. So I'm in economy. Actually, the way to Japan was terrible. I took two sleeping tablets and didn't sleep. So uh, when I landed and my body was like, get to sleep now. Yeah. But it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of planning. Most of what I do is logistics. Is sorting brands, is sorting travel, sorting accommodation, scripting a video in the sense of like, what am I going to do? What are the things we can chat about? Who's my guest going to be? Because a lot of the time my guests like have someone who's basically my psycho on the channel called Ben. He works full time for a water company. So like he, oh, that's my dream is to give him a job basically. So then he's just free every Saturday and can come with me. Yeah. But mostly it's logistics, mostly it's traveling and most of it's stress in that sense. The football is actually, takes up so little time of what a video entails. And I don't think, I've made a, a conscious effort with it now, especially now I'm, um, like I touched upon this to you outside the studio, but being single, I now have more free time. So yeah. I can see more of places. Mm. So I've made more of an effort to do that this year is like in terms of seeing more of places I've been to. But like even then, like it got to a point where I'd seen like last year we did 19 different countries. That's crazy. And bear in mind in that USA three times, Japan twice. So like it was like it was like 25 different trips or something like that because I'm lonely. So <laughs> it was a case of doing that. But I, I wasn't seeing the countries at, at the start. So I was going to like Lithuania. Two days I was there. Both days filmed. And you do sort of see it inadvertently by traveling around to make the content. Sure. You don't really soak it in. Yeah, because that was one, one thing I wanted to ask you as well. Is it's, I remember doing sort of that kind of vloggy style going to the game a lot um, in Euro 2016. Mm. And what I found was I, and why I applaud you guys in terms of being able to do it, is 
the sort of energy exchange is quite difficult. It's interesting you said kind of scripted there, which I think some people that will get their backs up a little bit. But what that actually, I would imagine, would do would mean that you're not scrabbling about for a storyline and also kind of exerting that the energy that you have to to be enthusiastic on a video right in those moments yeah um whilst getting a good video out of it like how do you find like you say we're just like going to japan and you've got no sleep and then you've got to be kind of your best yeah in, in what is an environment where it's not me or my studio going all right guys how we doing is everyone good get comfortable because we're going to talk about this it, it's and it is an energy video right yeah exactly and it's also like in terms of when i say scripting as well it's like more just like the title of the video is this. So, for example, the most recent one I did was MK Dons with the most hated club. Is like touching on why they're the most hated club and then keep making sure I refer back to throughout the video why they're considered hated. Right. And then making sure that narrative is driven throughout. Because obviously the beauty of what football is, I can't script an outcome. But like, I actually got to the point now where, and I know a lot of people who make vlogs still do it. Like, And it, if it pays off, it pays off massively. Um, they go to games and they wait for something to happen and that's their narrative. Right. But then you fall in the trap of like, if nothing happens... That's a whole day, right? And you've also got... But they still make the video, but you, yeah. you know that video is going to do terribly. Whereas I already have my thumbnail and title decided before I go to a game now, right. which has been such a healthier and more productive way of making content. And also it feels weird to talk about it in such a clinical way because I don't think people maybe give creators the credit they deserve, I think sometimes in terms of what we do, in terms of totally. like, the content we make. And like there and the is... evolution of the game, I would say as well, like not the game of football, but the game of of making content is. I, I watched, um, I clicked on the this morning interview with KSI and uh, mm. Vicstar the other day, and again, again, it's the. Do you ever think you should get a real job? It's, it's just like, come on, like at this stage, can you not see? The craft in in YouTube at this point, they're, they're, uh, the men are putting out better quality stuff than ITV. Of course, that like, but it, you can't suggest that they're just flicking on a camera. Like it doesn't work like that yeah. anymore. It utterly doesn't, and it drives me mad when you just have these. But, but what I expect to be better than that. Just going, like, is it? Do you just pinch yourself? Well, no, you don't pinch yourself because you work your ass off for a decade. Yeah, these guys, and same for same for you as well. Um, you do sort of get to the point, oh, you must have the same thing as we've both. I remember, like, I did a Ball Street thing back in, like, 2015 when I waited his first store with Jack Reeve and Talk Norris City. Um, I we love you, Jack. I miss like... you, Jack. Let's play golf, Jack. <laughs> it's, um, it was a FIFA tournament, and I was invited down. I didn't get to play in the tournament for some reason. It was really weird. Um, but, like, me and you have been in the game, you, yourself longer, but I've been making videos for nine years. Mm. And now it's paid off. And, like, everyone's like, but... It doesn't feel real still, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. I rem like I remember walking to Great Yarmouth train station every weekend with no money because I couldn't afford a bus to get to the train. Like all my money was spent on the train to the game, and then every day I'd my budget to get food and drink was like two pound. Wow. So like, and then I'd walk, I'd get the last train back to Yarmouth because it's out of the way really awkwardly, and I have to walk to a place called Goulston. I didn't have a coat because I couldn't afford one because all my money was going into away days, and then like now it pays off, and you get people. Just like sort of be like, oh, you, you are, oh, it must be nice. I'm like, well, it is nice because I've seen the other side of it. Like, I don't come from privilege. Like, so this, yeah, well, and and it means the, everything to yeah, me. Exactly. And it's, and it's the, there's 10, uh, one, there's the 10,000 hour rule is a thing. It's, it's a real thing. You're a professional at what you do, an expert at what you do because you've been in those scenarios time and time again. Um, 
and and it deserves a bit more respect a lot of the time. I think there's there is just still this incredibly snide element of it from a dying element of media, which is TV. Like it's a fact. Mm. So I just find it blows my mind. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think the energy exchange and I've seen it and felt it myself is really is really difficult um, to do. So again, to be doing it this long is and and for it to be getting better is amazing. So. In terms of away days and how they've changed in modern football. So here's a ripper for you. The commercialization of football has made away days better. Now, you can agree or disagree to any of these, okay? Okay. It's just starting points. Commercialization is often seen as a bad thing that removes purity from football itself. But there may be an argument to be made that it has improved away days in particular. The match day experience as a whole is now considered almost as important as the match itself. And with clubs all around the world seeing this as a money-making opportunity to entice neutrals to their ground, they have catered to their wants and needs. So is a traditional match with minimal experience better or worse than a modern Premier League game and all the extras that come with it? You've experienced so many Mm. different away days. The purity element of it, I think that's really interesting. Because, yes. first of all, the commercialization is a fact, right? Yep. We see it. We just did a podcast on football fashion and how it's <laughs> on the rise, right? Uh, but in terms of that sort of purity of it, when you're going to non-league games, you're going to huge games around the world as well. How do you feel about the the purity of the game and the purity of an away day in 2024? It's interesting because, like I said, even in the statement of you've been going to really big games, like me at Boca Juniors versus River Plate, probably is a great point for the purity of the game not really existing because I shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? In that sense, like I'm how do you as... feel about how do you sort of deal with that? It's interesting, especially when you see the content go out. So my stance and it's really hypocritical because it doesn't make sense. I do Bucket Juniors River play, but it feels like it's so otherworldly that that's fine. Like I'd never do an old firm game. Even though Would I want not? to, because because I know how important that game is to the UK. Like I think it's the biggest derby we have here. It is, for so many different reasons, the best game in British football. Just to me, it is anyway. So, Do, do you think you could deal with... There's the taking of a seat, which is one thing. And I think if you kind of respect the situation, then that's that's one thing. But I would imagine the, the sort of critique that, that you get and that people within the scene of going to an away day get the most is recording yourself at the game. Yeah, see, the, this is an interesting one as well because the taking of the seat thing I actually fully get, which... So I will never take a, a ticket that isn't on general sale. And if I go to a game that isn't, I, I buy a hospitality ticket because I want to be... Because everyone in hospitality, to me, can't fit the pure football fan category because of just the stereotype of like football is a working man's game. So I will take that and then go over there. So for example, I did Leeds, Liverpool at Anfield. Couldn't get in the Leeds end because I'd never take a ticket from... Because I don't go home and away, but I went in hospitality to watch it. And yeah, so I think there is an... And also I get the argument of vloggers shouldn't be... Like there are people that were at the Newcastle Sunderland game. And I don't think they should be there right. from my perspective. But then there also is the argument that people they then use as their rebuttal. And I'm not saying, like my stance is I shouldn't be there. So I don't go. But like their rebuttal is, well, loads of sponsors go and they give their tickets away, which is a completely fair argument yeah. in that sense. And fans, but fans don't see that. Whereas like as a creator, you are a stick to be beaten with because you are a public face of someone who's not a fan of that club, very well known for not being a fan of the club. And not only are you going to a game, is you're making money from it as well. You're making a living from being there, which is fair enough because every other journalist is as well. Yeah. So, like, but then football fans don't see that. Football fans don't go, "Oh, talk sport, you shouldn't be here." When like the talk sport coverage probably does less views than like a vlog I would make of some of the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as if I go to like a League Two player final, it does two hundred thousand views. 
are there 200,000 people listening to Talk Sports coverage of a League Two player final? I don't know. I don't know the viewing figures. I don't want to comment on it. Um, love Talk Sport. So, well, you're safe. Um, <laughs> but I think there is, and I do, I do completely get the point, and especially elevated by. It's why I never go to games by myself now. Because I don't want to... It's also really hard to make an engaging vlog by yourself. Yeah. You need someone to bounce off of. You're also much more awkward in front. Anyone that vlogs by themselves and is able to be a character, by the way, you are incredibly talented. Yeah. Whether you're... A, like, but I also am very conscious as well. So when I'm vlogging a game, or me and Ben, let's say I go with Ben, we're making a video, I will make a point of asking everyone around me before I start filming, are you okay with us That's doing interesting. this? interesting. And it's also during a game, which is why a lot of the content we do is non-league now, because we can move around yes. or in random countries where it's like, ah, oh, people are being touristy there anyway. Of yeah. So I love doing non-league games for that reason. But also anyone who's ever been sat around me in a vlog, if they've ever had an issue with it, I'll go, okay, we can swap seats. Like, because they're behind me, they're not going to be in the video. I'll go, oh, let's just swap around. Like, we'll just swap seats. Yeah. And usually if you have a conversation, people, they're completely fine with it. So you come back to the purity element of it. I think... The thing that I would, the taking of a seat, if that seat's offered to you, especially mm. by a sponsor, I th- I think I'm okay with that because yeah. I think those seats are those, no, those seats are a, sat yeah. there, yeah. yeah. And like, so here an example: I went to Man City Real Madrid uh, Champions League semi final, second leg, unbelievable game of football, right? Oh, the Rodrigo game. The the um no, the, they battered them four. Was it four 0 Oh, yeah. the one that Man City won comfortably. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this last season, and. Through a brand, and I was sat next to a guy who got the ticket as well, had no interest in the game really or football. And so, the thing in terms of the purity of it, and the thing I was sort of wary of was, and actually, I found myself filming little bits of like a corner or whatever because I don't see Modric much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I did hear someone kind of shouting because I was sort of on the halfway line, but in the Man City end, I guess. And they, I heard someone shout, put your phone away. And I don't know if they're talking to me or someone else, but I kind of did after that. And the thing that I, I think it's really good that you asked the group around you prior to it. It's the intrusion of that, of, of, of the camera and the this, uh, camera being on you or near you or something that doesn't kind of fit the aesthetic of the purity of the focus of cheering on and, 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 and taking in the game. I never want to take away from anyone's match day experience by me being yeah. there. Just even though it's my job and whatever. The thing that's most important to me in that sense is the person who goes week in, week out and has a season ticket at this club or if they have a season ticket or they're a fan of the club, they enjoy the game no differently due to me being there. Yeah. And if there was ever a situation where that happened, I would rethink what I was doing, to be honest, because I never want to do that. So, But this is why we do a lot of European stuff now. And a lot of the time we go to like really low tiers mm-hmm. because you can do it like without obstruction. Like the most popular, my favourite video I made last season, well, yeah, the start of this season, sorry, so... God, it's been a long year. Was Selby Town in because they were the lowest tier who offered a hospitality ticket? It was yeah, like the tenth was, tier, and you you can just walk around anywhere, and you can film. And if you're in the way of someone somewhere, you can just walk around and be wherever you want to. Mm. We had the same thing we went to MK Dons this weekend because that stadium's so big and it's a circle. You can move and have your own space, right. which was quite fun. Yeah. Also, touching on good away days, it is a good ground for an away day. If you're an away fan, home fans objectively the worst atmosphere you could have because the stadium's so open. But we, I'm sure we'll touch upon that at some point. Well, go on, let's go down that road. So what's the best match day experience you've ever had? Match day experience in UK or...? Uh, either. I mean, yeah, either's fine. So I think, obviously, Boca Juniors River Plate was special, but I wouldn't say it, was the, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Really? really? It was special, special. But because I'd built it up since, like, the age of 10... What was special and what was somewhat disappointing? Somewhat disappointing was Boca were on the verge of getting to the final of the Libertadores. And it was like, 
I didn't realize Argentina had like a second weird league thing yeah, they do, so weird. and it was in that that what it didn't really matter the result. So like Boca sort of rested players, even though it was a derby, it was still a big deal. It wasn't like a like real, real to do, uh, and that was purely it. Like I thought the atmosphere was a bit. A lot of Boca didn't score, and like a lot of times people will say to me, Ellis, what's the atmosphere like at this club? I'm like, I can't comment because the I, game matters. The game it? affects everything. Yeah. Like not to bring, I'm going to bring back to Leeds again, but when Leeds beat Norwich with the Joe Gelhart goal. That's the best atmosphere I've ever heard. It was like, because like, it's a very viral clip of these, these fans. We go, go on when Rafinha gets the ball. Yeah. And then we go on again when he rounds the keeper. And it's so good. Yes, and then there's a silence so before Gellhart puts it in the net. Cool. And then every stand erupts. Love and like uh, England, Germany, oh, yeah, the best game I've ever been at was England, Germany in Euros. Oh, because mate, it, yeah, was it, was, it was post lockdown. And it was the start. And Wembley, even though it was, well, half full, I don't know how many people jibbed in that day. Yeah. But supposedly half full. Um, and it felt like it was vibrating. Mate, mate I, I totally agree with you. It was literally, it was, the the roar for Muller's miss was just as good. Like, it was like an outer body experience. I've forgotten about that game. Yeah. Man. Do you know what? I, do you know what I think though? It's interesting. It was the, was the ground vibrating or were you? <laughs> do you know I what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I... Such a release of emotion. It was such a release. I've, I've not gone that mad in a long time. Because mm. it was just one where, and you kind of you spoke about it in the last pod about you know, we're going off to Man City a few times here, but like I think in, as a general rule, when you're not winning lots of games, yeah, you're hungry, and when you get that bit of food of a win or a goal, you devour it, and it's so explosive, and so that England Germany game, not just England and not just England Germany, knockout football. And I just haven't been at a game. Yeah, that was the, that was it. Was, it there was, was that a, feeling? Yeah. yeah, is so special, isn't it? Yeah, so special. But in terms of the best away, one of the most underwhelming ones, because I think an away day, like we said, is the whole day. And even like if I go, if you go to Europe to watch football, I'm someone who's very controversial here. Um, I think German football culture is very overrated. Interesting. And I specifically say Germany, which is going to get people's backs up. I think so. I'm sorry, cancel me. Um, Can I guess what you're going to say? Go on. Is it too choreographed? Too choreographed. Yeah. It's not natural. Is that what you were going to say? Yes, because right. like they don't, a goal goes in and they're just still, they're not, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, whereas like other European cultures I've been to, they do the same thing, but they still like go mad for a goal. Like right. France, like, there's a viral club of Marseille fans like stampeding down when they score. Like Marseille is one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen, even though I watched a nil-nil. Before the game, like the, the, the atmosphere there was incredible. But, but Germany, for some reason, just feels so like... When they score, it's like a war. And that, that noise, the noise is such a big thing for me. Mm. And we went to Dortmund. I've done, Dortmund was amazing in terms of the stadium, but the yellow wall weren't there when I was there. Nothing really to do in the city. Like most people travel in from like Cologne or somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's what I did. So, too. yeah. So you, you don't really, like we, we were just, yeah. Um, so I'd say like one of the most underwhelming ones would have been probably Dortmund, to be honest. Wow. But obviously I have to frame the, had to frame the content at the time because it was like four years ago. Yeah. Being like, oh, I'm so impressed. Um, so the best I've ever had in terms of just obviously Porto, I, I fell in love with as soon as I was there, but like negating that because I sort of follow them. There's not really, like Ferenc Varas Ujpest, the Hungarian, like Budapest is probably my favourite city I've been to in Europe. Mm. I loved it. So I think that plays a lot into it. I had a really good time there, even if it's a bit, you feel like you might die. Is there anything that you've experienced that you think 
needs to sort of make its way to, to England's away day culture or, or match day culture. See, people say this all the time. Like, we get beaten with a stick. Like, I will always say the, the country that celebrates a goal the best in the world is English, like UK culture. Scotland, Scotland's got both, to be honest. Scotland's culture is probably I do enjoy a little bit more because they've got the chanting more. You've got the Green Brigade at yeah. Celtic, which is amazing, safe standing. And I think safe standing would be a big thing. Not everyone wants it, though. I'm, I'm uh, controversially, I quite like to sit down. So it's like, you know, it's like... <laughs> I'd have the option. Which like, yeah, I can do what I want. Um, I, it's funny, like, I wouldn't... Where I sit, I, I'm quite happy. Like, I mean, my shins hurt sometimes when you, like, lose your mind. But, like, overall, it's... I mean, Loftus Road's pretty tight, so yeah. that kind of works for that. I, I've been to, yeah, when you beat Leeds and Phillips got sent off and Bamford missed, like, a real big one-on-one yeah, in yeah, the season. Yeah. We didn't go up under BL. So, oh, no, maybe we did go up that season still. Can't remember, it was all a blur. Um, but, yeah, what I'd like to come over would be maybe more... Like, we are, I can admit, like sometimes English games are very quiet comparatively. But my my rebuttal to that is, once again, with the German thing is, when there's a choreograph chanting all game, I sort of zone out after a while. Yeah, it becomes white noise. It just becomes completely white noise. And I think, it's like I said, with the whole go on thing, like the go on silence, like for a second goal, is the best noise. And no other country comes close from my experience. Yeah, there's a there's a music to it, a musicality to it where... If say what you're saying with German football, I agree with you. I've kind of seen it a few times. Is that if there's who is it? Jay Z talks about when when it's rapping, it's about when you keep quiet and when you say something. And so the same with if you just got constant barrage of noise, there's no sort of up and down to it. Whereas like there's a reason why dance music there'll be a drop. Yeah, and it'll work towards the drop, and then it goes goes wild. And so I think you're right in that. I think we are. I think we need longer songs in England. Yes. I, I, I love that about, you know, forget the uh, uh, content of the songs, but all the lo- all the songs that you have for Rangers and Celtic is, I, I love that. Um, and I think, and Argentina in Qatar, like they were, their fans were amazing. Unbelievable, and how long yeah. the songs were and they were all within it. I think that's something that I, I'm, I don't think we have enough of that. I think our songwriting is poor. I think, you know, but obviously I touched upon jazz songwriting is so poor. So I touched upon it, not like, but I know the Euro is going to be incredible. Whereas I didn't, what I disliked, the Qatar World Cup was really obviously amazing on the pitch and everything so close together, I'm sure it was amazing. It was my first World Cup. It might be my last World Cup. I don't know the way it is. It'll be a thing by 2026. Hopefully it is because that's going to be an amazing World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be so different. It didn't feel real to me, that World Cup. I agree. It felt so forced. I agree. Um, and they were like, I don't know, they were, they were being renter fans and whatever. I, I wouldn't want to rebut that because they were clearly people who wanted to watch football games. Yeah. But I went to watch Portugal-Ghana and I think Ronaldo came off in the 80th minute and everyone left. Really, yeah. Everyone left the stadium. Yeah, I and I was like, we're in like we're in the World Cup quarterfinal against France. I think it was 1-1 at the time. And the steward came over and told us all to sit down. And I, the guys who write me turned up and went, this is a fucking World Cup quarterfinal. Do you know what this means to us? And like, oh, it got a bit nasty and I was like, oh. Um, this isn't great, but I yeah, it just didn't feel it felt forced that whole thing to me. And I, it, yeah, it's yeah. not like a I'm completely for anyone in the world adopting football culture, but by the time I'd left in the quarters, all the sh- sports stores already taken down their football stuff, and I was like, oh, this is just purely money. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I think that the only sort of uh, antidote to that was, I mean, so the England end was was good for for games. What was quite good about the stadiums was that you could. You could walk round. <laughs> I got really lucky where it was England, uh, USA, and 
and yeah, I just struggling with that. <laughs> so yeah. I like, walked around and made my way until I just needed to be with my people. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I think it was an example of, I guess, the globalization of football. Yeah. And, and it's an amazing moment for all those people to go and watch those games. But also at those games, I saw people literally live streaming all the time. Like, like to their, you know, to their family back home, kind of watching the game and chatting to them. Yeah, talking about the purity again here. Yeah, and that's not right. And you feel like how a World Cup should feel. It's the biggest thing in football. But also, I feel like these then become the most sanitised moments. Well, I, And I think this is a problem often with finals as well. And yeah. they need to find a better way of doing it where you've got to have that core group together. Because yes. Because if you don't and everyone's all over the place, you can't have that uniformity of voice, which comes back to what you're saying, which is so, so important. Exactly. I think Qatar, that at times was was difficult. And again, only alleviated by the unbelievable Argentinian support because they, they just took over and yeah. they all knew the songs. And the songs were long enough, coming back to that point as well, where you could sort of start to pick it up and get, get within it. I think that's a problem with England uh, songs sometimes. They're all a bit short and rubbish as well we don't and have many songs for our players either we have there's literally we have we have um <coughs> looks good looks fine harry kane is on my mind and his england's on my nine singing which is all right but it's not like argentinian fans going like ours yeah. in the air like if you don't jump you're an englishman and stuff like that yeah like, oh, we we were oh, oh, whatever i'm not going to touch on it again but just <laughs> we can get into a southgate debate all we want but i'm very southgate in so okay. it's like you know, it's a, I don't know why that's relevant to this, but that's right. Just get it out there. Yeah. No, I am. Well, I am definitely. You know, let's get behind him in this one for sure. Yep. Um, it might be the end of the road. Then bring it. me Potter. Then bring me, yeah. <laughs> Especially you, Potter. Worst atmosphere you've experienced both in and out of England. Okay, so it is MK Dons, but this isn't a knock on their fans, fans, um, because their stadium is so big and it's a bowl yeah, um, and it's 30,000 seater and they've got 6,000-ish of them in there mm. and they don't put them all together. So the noise doesn't travel. It doesn't correlate very well. Correlate's not the right word. But the worst atmosphere is hard to say because I've seen so many low levels as well. So I'd have to say MK Dons just for a level of where fans are. But then also equally, some of the best away games I've ever seen have been at MK Dons. Like I've seen Leeds there, Coventry there, Portsmouth there. And every time the away team won and the atmosphere was incredible. Right. So in terms of the best atmosphere I've ever seen, I won't obviously give a biased answer because I've seen in Germany. But in terms of a club side, like I said, it's very result specific. If you go and see a club have a special, special day, mm. then obviously... The atmosphere there is completely like I've done St James's Park, and it was one of the worst atmospheres I've ever seen because I drew nil nil of Norwich, right? And it was at a weird time for the club. So, um, that, you know, as well, coming back to MK Dancing in the bowl, Brentford have done a brilliant thing with their stadium that I didn't get at the time because I thought surely you need to be a bit bigger than that. The, the, the stadium itself, the stadium's about 17,000, yeah, really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it was like, let's definitely fill it, and they do and every it's time, loud, and it's great. and Okay, I don't. I think, it, to be honest, I don't think they could have made it any bigger. Or maybe that's just what they're telling us. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, and it's quite a tight area. But they fill it, and it's like so. You, if you can fill it, you can feel it. Like I think with MK Dons, you, when it is that bowl, and you've got those gaps. They're coming back to Qatar as well. I think yeah. that, that was a problem at times. It's like the fact that I can wander around. I would do that. I would start in my seat, go and have a look around, and then 
make my way to, to where I wanted to go. Like that shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening, that. no. Um, in terms of the, the best atmosphere and being result specific, I would say Rangers Dortmund at Irox was special. I was in the Dortmund end as well. Ah. Uh, because it like, like, goes back to the point well, Rangers of, won, right? Last yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, Rangers won. It was a special day for them and their fans were going crazy. But I was in the Dortmund end because their tickets went to general sale on their website really weirdly. Ah. Um, which is one thing which I actually think English fans, again, the UK culture, away travel is so good in this country. And even down the pyramid, like we get attendances in the several thousands, like outside of the league pyramid so often and no other country can touch that. Yeah. And it is, and people don't talk, I think we don't even, I think we forget how special the pyramid in this country is. And it's become a very pro UK football culture, but I am a huge advocate for it. As someone who's traveled the world and seen football everywhere, you don't realize how special the pyramid is here until you leave it. Right. Because it's so, so deep, isn't it? And it needs to be safeguarded. It needs to be. And like, Clubs like Hereford, Macclesfield, Bury, I'm aware they're Phoenix clubs um, on some examples there, but they're still like huge, huge clubs. But I mean, you say Phoenix, that's because they wouldn't, they've, they've risen from the ashes. They yeah. would, the fans wouldn't allow their club really, okay, they've got to make a different name up, to die. No, exactly. Whereas like, you see, like obviously a good example of Dinamo Dresden in Germany, for example, they still get tens of thousands of people there. But there's only flash in the pan examples, whereas we get it across the board. And obviously there's teams of which are poorly supported in our period. Don't get me wrong, I've touched upon that of MK Dons in terms of not filling their stadium. But still, they're getting six, 7,000 people. Mm. And for the size of our country, for how many football clubs are here, or in terms of the UK as well, not just one country, several countries, don't mind me for that. So there's several football clubs per like 20 miles sometimes. Like London's a great example of that. I know it's obviously densely populated, but so many clubs at all levels that will have like Dulwich Hamlet, well, the three thousand attendants, like they're not even near the football league. No, it's so like it's so deep and rich, and I love. And the, the MK yeah. Dons point you make is a bad example because they don't have the history that yeah, the twenty other club has twenty two years old as a club and and sort of yeah, drenched in and a negative vibe around it because of the how it all started. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe in fifty years' time, you look back at that club. That club, they need to stop being called the Dons. Basically, they need to be Milton Keynes something. Mm. You've become your own identity. Yeah. Become Milton Keynes. Just come Milton Keynes FC. I think that'd be a not that we're re- revisionism for. <laughs> do they still? Do they still think the FA Cup's theirs? No, they they don't mention it anymore. Yeah, good. Okay, uh, is uh... <laughs> let's keep going. Americanization of match days. Halftime performances, uh, light shows prior to the to the games, fan zones. See, Qatar was a good example of this again. Chesney Hawks was there for some reason. I met Chesney Hawks. Did that, you? Yeah, that was yeah. weird. He became like a bit of a... Everyone's like, oh, I've got Chesney Hawks in. We're going to win today. I was like... Um, <laughs> I don't... I get... Usually halftime for me is I just go on my phone. So I don't really mind either way. It's not harming me. Um, and... Like, it, to be fair, like, if there is a half minute thing where someone's kicking a ball into a car or something to try and win the car, yeah, I'll watch it. Fun, isn't it? Yeah, I'll yeah, watch yeah. it. I don't hate it. QPR for about 20 years, and they stopped it, and they brought something back now, but I prefer the old one. They'd have a bloke, or, you know, whoever, and they'd have to spin around a pole for t- 10 times, and then they've got to go and run to the penalty spot and take a penalty. Good. They'd fall over all the time, and it was brilliant. Yeah, it's like, it it's like light amusement. Because uh, uh, it helps... The- Sometimes I think, what I always think is the first 10 minutes of a second half is always when the atmosphere in a game is going to be terrible. And it also feels to me that because the atmosphere is so terrible, you never see a goal. It's obviously completely untrue. It's like I always say you never score from short corners, but actually statistically they're better or whatever. I can't remember ever seeing a goal in the first 10 minutes of a second half. And there's never a good atmosphere. 
first 10 minutes of the second half because people are still going congregating from the concourse some people who have been to football for years still can't work out 15 minutes isn't enough time to go and get a pint mm. you have to go early or go late don't do in between just silly um, but yeah the, the second half first 10 minutes of it is always a lull always the worst part of a match for me the uh, the light shows and I think around it I'm I'm fine with it I th- I get it like you're kind of trying to make it enjoyable I think as long as it doesn't get to the sort of wanky territory then that's great Man City did this quite well I think what do you think of the blue carpet the Man City have for their players to enter because you can obviously <laughs> wanky the territory what, the blue so every day before a, before every game Man City's team bus arrives at blue carpet oh, yeah, and they yeah, walk down that. like walk past the fans and mm. if you buy a tunnel club ticket. You can actually like see the players come through, oh, okay. which is quite nice. Yeah, I like that. I'm fine. Yeah, it's, it's decent. I and think they, it's about connection, right? Yeah. Like, again, I mean, they'll walk past the fans with the headphones in and pretend they don't exist, but it's, it's nice enough. But the connection comes from. So this is the this is the problem with when you have a, a lot of tourists come and uh, you know take the seats. Yeah, I can't is, stand them. Is that <laughs> is that like it just detracts from connection? Because they're kind of someone gets a corner and everyone's getting a phone out and like, are you fucking serious? Like, if this is a goal, you'll be able to get it straight yeah. after the game. Put your phone away. You're never going to look at it again. You egg. It's like the same at a concert. Like, yeah, when oh, I, I went to see Noel Gallagher the other week, and four people in front of me stood recording the concert. I'm like, so dumb. But you I don't get you it. Just listen. Someone you... explain it to me, please. Someone tweet me and explain to me that, that element of it. I think. Again, I think when we're talking about away days and what can be better and what can be worse, I think what we need to do is get to a point. We need to understand the the importance of connection, and that comes from keeping your phone in your pocket. And mm. I and that's the same with the concert as well. It's like you just you just don't need to do that. And I wonder if we'll get to a point where we're so used to our phones, and it's probably not one for me to answer. Maybe too difficult for someone who's kind of been utterly addicted to their phone like well i mean we all are but certainly uh younger people probably are i'm guessing like can you put your phone in your pocket can you do it this is the can fear. <laughs> this is the fear for me as well obviously as someone who has now made a living out of this and other people have made the living out of doing something very similar is what sort of made me fall out of love of away days for a bit obviously i'm fully back into it now because i think we've got our own like unique thing we do on it and we don't go to big games every game i was going to regardless of the level there was like two or three vloggers there right and i was like we can't all do this. Yeah. Like, and I'm never going to begrudge anyone for trying to pursue a career or something. And like, if that's what you want to do, if you want to try and do it for a job, fair enough, get some experience. But And sorry, just to, just to be clear, because I wasn't even thinking about you there when I just no, went no, on no, that no, 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 no. I'm more talking about when people are just there watching the game. Like, no, you, I, you're making something. But I even mean in the sphere of that, like, I didn't like it. Right. So, and I was like, it sort of made me really question what I was doing. Because I was like, would I want that? next to me watching if Leeds were in a playoff final and a neutral was there next to me vlogging it and going oh my god I would hate it mm. so which is why like like one of my vlogs is never that like if there's a goal we're sort of just like because like, right. I don't actually care about yeah. the game I care about one result that weekend only mm. so it's like it's really interesting is it really and like but like why are fans of a club going to a game recording things with their phone i don't get it it's odd isn't it i mean again like life makes hypocrites of us all like when it's when it's full time i'll be like bosh like especially one. Oh yeah you're like oh yeah we won this game moment. i want to savor it yeah and i think actually for people you know for you with the channel with other people that do it there is a you know you want to dive into the culture of it that's where you love football it's where you love travels it's a lovely mix and so then making a story out of that those are all kind of nice components it's then when it's it's just yeah there's 
there's a sort of cognitive dissonance there that's interesting and yeah. and, and something that you know you, have, you I guess you have to deal with. What I love about football as well, like obviously me and you support a team in the second tier, both of us, and Apparently. yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> both ends. Uh, we like what we have throughout the pyramid and everywhere in the world does. We all have these players who we love, regardless. Like, because the, the football is the ultimate example of this. I know, obviously, there was you have some awful takes every week about it, but it is to get to the top of football is so hard because it's so accessible. So, because it's so easy to pick up and play, the difference in like I look out of place against anyone who plays semi-pro. That semi-pro player looks and like the levels to it are ridiculous. Like a championship player looks out of place compared to a Premier League player. Yeah, but we all fall in love with these players. Like I don't know who that like QPR's main man at the moment would be Elias Chair. Yeah. You probably love him, but also with the knowledge that he probably couldn't play top level. Uh, the same with like I don't know, Lisa Somerville, who maybe could play Champions League football one day. Yeah. But to me, he looks like a Ballon d'Or winner. And I love that about football so much. So we have these heroes, and I see it because I do non-league all the time. There's people that have chance, like there's um I go to watch Berry Town or like in Berry St. Edmunds with my friend, and he's like made a chant up for this guy called Ryan Jolland. Like Jolland on the wing. Ryan Jarland on the wing. I'm like he will never get near the football league, but that's how much people care about football. It's amazing, man! I love it so much. But that's it. So and again, it's all about connection, like time and again. And so, however you're finding that, well, one, however you're finding that, go for it, enjoy it. I think the other side of it is, it feels like to me that match going fans aren't important anymore. No, and the VAR is a great example of this, not to be... VAR is the perfect example of this. Match-going fans are so irrelevant. And to be honest, football tickets should be free. I know it's mental to say. In the Premier League, you should not have to pay... If if my club can spend £40 million on a player and we're a bottom half of the... Like we're in a relegation battle. Why are you upping your ticket prices? What is the? It's a farce. I hate it so much. Football tickets, and I'm aware there's different. I was a commercial side of this, and they need to make this income to do that. But no, like mm. no, you could realistically. I know uh, it's, like, it's a really bad point, but like they shouldn't be going up in price tickets. Yeah, there should yeah, be yeah. a cap on football ticket prices because match-going fans are stiffed time and time again, and I hate it. Well, do you know a bit again comes back to to connection and, and getting it like that. That, that sort of upping of those prices for what gain? Exactly. Whereas, whereas like, we're not doing, no, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going to be doing like Brentford, I think, have kept the same home kit maybe for two years on the trot, something like that. Yes. And it's, it's an interesting one where they go, uh, so first of all, first of all, people go, oh, I know, if I buy, my club cares about me, they don't want to take all my money. You also, but weirdly, they'll sell so many more because people think, oh, brilliant. Well, I can get it, and I know I can, uh, it's going to last for that little bit longer. Like, there's a connection and an understanding that to that, and and that's a thing that, that I would come back to when it comes to the away days. That the connection with the fans and the club, especially away fans, is stronger than the home fans. It's a fact. Oh, it's, and I don't go to many away games because it I can't was about make that it work, better right? being an away end. An away yeah. end is so, and also if you win as an away fan and you're given the wanker signs, the home <laughs> fans as you go away. There's a brilliant one. So obviously I live in Norwich, so I got to go to the Leeds end at Carroll Road mm. and Norwich went 2-0 up and their fans, Carroll Road, but it's an amazing away day because it's so close to the train station and there's pubs all around it and it's awkward to get to if you drive because, you know, who cares about Norfolk? But like if you get the train there, it's amazing. But Norwich fans are so well-mannered, like so well-meaning, but there's a section of them that were like trying to go with the Leeds fans and I was like, obviously both sides of the pond know here that like this is a really funny dynamic but then Norwich went 2-0 up and they were and then as soon as Leeds equalised 
not every Norwich fan was just there, arms crossed, looking forward for the whole game. Like they, they didn't even look over once, and I was loving it so much. And that culture of, and also, you know, my favourite thing about a football game, by far and away, is there'll always be at least four or five people like looking at each other, going, "Oi, meet me outside yeah, after the yeah, game." Yeah, yeah. Amazing. You, no one interested. No one's ever going to do it. They're both separating as soon as the game ends and both going home their separate ways because no one actually ever... It's like football players on a pitch. You know when they square up to each other? You're not throwing a punch, mate. Yeah, this is yeah, wasting yeah, yeah. everyone's time. Totally. Right, guys. Ellis Patton is with me. We've just done a podcast. If you want the full podcast, go to Spotify and check out The Ripple Effect. There's a link in the description right now. But we're going to put forward for YouTube a little shirt shopping tier list. These are the different tiers. We've got Howler, Boring, Not For Me, Great Taste and Fashionista. We will be critiquing the guests from Shirt Shopping, which is your series, which is absolutely superb, where different people get 500 quid to buy shirts. Yep. So I think first things first, let's go with the first ever guest on Shirt Shopping, <laughs> who is our boy Fogden. Now, Fogden bought a Bayer Leverkusen bootleg shirt. Now, if you want to see this on Spotify or on YouTube, you should be able to see it right now because Finn's going to show you the pictures. There it is. Make sure you do that, Finn, because I look stupid otherwise. Um, and I want you to go through Fogden and his uh, purchases here, but also, what are you looking for in terms of a good purchase? See, this is where it really varies person by I want someone that just fits that person so well. The, the example I always use is the Chris MD Baggio Italy shirt he bought, because he wears that in so many videos as well. And I'm like, that is like, I feel like a proud dad when I see that. Okay, so wait, well, let's go to Chris MD then. You've, you've, you've uh, showcased that one. And I saw that and I thought, he's worn that shirt in so many videos. Yeah, and never once has he gone, oh, it's, oh yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. plug would be nice, wouldn't it, when you yeah. get 8 million views? Yeah, retweet Come the video on, when it goes out, Chris. Yeah, any chance? Um, <laughs> 200. Uh, you've let that one go then, have you? <laughs> 250 quid for the Baggio 94 World Cup. Is that... That's not, uh, what's it called, player issue one, is it? No, no it no. is a very, sort. it might even be more than that now. But wildly sought after. I think Chris Empty's a good one to start with because he's, he's gone big in terms of the money, but he's got three classics there. And what I love about this episode is he's gone two that are close to home. I love it when people get shirts from the club they support and then one extra. And nice. I really like what he's done with that. Um, so two, if you are yeah. just listening, because we'll do this for all of them, we'll just run through them all. So Arsenal 0304, it's a Jungberg. Yeah, the red Jungberg immaculate print on the back. Yeah, quite a loose, uh, not even a collar, but like a loose neck. Yeah, a loose it. neck. I imagine that's weird to like pull. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a light fabric, I remember at the time. And we were speaking about it in the first podcast that we've done this week. We were talking about football fashion. We talking about Vieira would be smearing yeah. Vic's vapor rub on that. Uh, the second one, Arsenal 0102 away shirt, gold, Sega. Sega sponsor. sponsor. A sponsor yeah. can help, can't it? A sponsor makes or breaks a shirt, especially in the modern day <laughs> when there's so many bad ones. There's so many bad sponsors. that A sponsor is everything to me. What's, what's the sponsor that you hate? Oh, God. Is there uh, one that you hate? Hollywood Bets. That is terrible. Yes, no one's heard of Hollywood. Lee's had Spotop. It was Spotop. 
So I love Sega. I love that. Once again, the Fiorentina spoke about this in the last podcast quite a lot. The Nintendo sponsor. Yeah. So, so iconic. Good. Sega, Arsenal had, I think they had, did they have Sega Dreamcast on the shirt once as well? I believe. Yeah. That is Same season, I think. Unreal to me. Okay, Chris MD, where is he going? We've got Howler Boring, Not For Me, Great Taste, and Fashionista. I think he has to go in Fashionista I purely so. because that Baggio shirt he picked up is probably the shirt shopping shirt, inadvertently, because it's been seen by millions upon millions of people. True. True. Despite, despite. Would you say it one last time. Despite the lack of plugging, just one, just one. Plug. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, getting Chris okay. and B's time for free is just... <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Okay, right. Let's go back to Thogden then. So this was one of the early uh, episodes. First episode, yes. Right. And where are you? Somewhere different here. You're not a classic football. It was originally done in a, a wholesale warehouse just to get like two like pilot episodes done, and then I was like, CFS, look, we should do this together, please. Um, see, Theo's taste is really interesting. The Juventus shirt is great. But I do feel like Theo's came in a bit sporadically here. Okay. It like a strategy thing. It doesn't feel like Theo's came in with... And also, shout out to Theo, by the way. He gave me his time a day. He gave, we had someone drop out as the first ever guest and he stepped in the day of. Or day before. So amazing. I don't... The Italy training shirt is great. And the shirts themselves are quite... Not a fan of the Ajax jacket. I think that's quite run of the mill. The Muriel player issue shirt is quite odd. And the buying a bootleg shirt for me was interesting as well. But I would say it's like quite middle of the road. And just to anyone who doesn't, when bootleg means bootleg is like what you'd get on like a market store. There's no sponsor on there. It's not official because there's like there's fake shirts, but bootlegs even worse. Right. Okay. And sometimes bootleg shirts can be amazing. You could have some amazing bootleg shirts, but well, this just kind one of funny in a funny way. in a funny way, right. yeah. Okay. Um, but this one I don't put on that bracket. I'd say sort of mid middle of the road. Okay. For me. So not it feels like a not for me not for me yeah okay. i wouldn't I, I don't think there's one shirt he's bought that i'd have bought myself yeah i do like that i quite like the the non good good uh very uh, quite an iconic sponsor that um for the the juventus shirt but aside yes. from that i get what you're saying yeah but like you're in a warehouse don't buy a bootleg shirt yeah <laughs> there's there like ways to the opportunity there was hundreds it? of shirts there okay uh right next up smither d Smither D. I, Smither D is born in a similar era to myself, and, and that is showcased by the shirts that he's chosen here. Unbelievable selections, really, from him. The only one I'm not overly keen on is the Flamengo shirt. The Gambro Saka, so when J-League first originated, they had their mascots as badges. So this is called Gamba Boy. And I think them Gambro Saka shirts are all like all-timers because of that mascot being so iconic and so cool. It's like, if anyone who doesn't know what it is, like an anime character who's called Gamba Boy, who's, who was their badge initially because they wanted to... I don't know why they did that, but I love that they did. Another one that's quite obvious is Nagoya Grandpa's 8. They had the, um, the whale or dolphin thing as a mascot. Um, Gary Lineker played for them, yep. which is really cool. Um, and obviously he's gone for the Inter Milan 94-95 and the AC Milan at 93-94 because he wanted to have one from each. And they're both unbelievable choices, but I think I would put him just one off the top. Wow. Because I think that top tier should... When I see a tier list, I want the top tier should only be a couple of people. Okay. And I think just because of the weight of what Chris MD got. Um, but also Smith is someone who is actually really passionate about shirts like myself as well. So I love the choice. I love I think it's a golden era for shirts as well. Yes. Like say not like what we've got, ninety-three to ninety-nine here. I mean essentially the nineties. Maybe maybe I'm forcing that through, I don't know. No, 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 I completely yeah. Do you think that those the sort of nineties loving will will kind of dissipate. It'll go away. It feels like it should have by now, but it still hasn't. Staying true. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... That Inter one is a banger. Yeah, the Inter one is the best shirt there, probably if you looked at it outside of like this, the veil of me just liking a badge. Do you want to enjoy the Inter one is better than the Milan one for me? Is that I've seen... I, I could imagine someone wearing the AC Milan one and I feel like that's fake. 
I feel like I've okay. seen too many of them. Too many fake ones. Whereas yeah. the Inter Milan one, I don't think I'd see that in person much. No. Yeah, I think Smith's a little bit hard done by there, but it's your tier second, list. Second, great taste. Your second's great not bad. Taste. He's great taste. Okay. Charlie Cooper of This Country fame. Um, yes. Very good sitcom. Uh, he's obviously in, he's also in See How They Run with um, Adrian Brody. There you go. Um, so he's gone for the AC Milan 1991 home kit. 250 big ones on that. I love his budget. A Germany 96 to 98 sweater. Traitor. And then, <laughs> you love this, Lazio uh, 010, sorry, 2000-2001 away kit. Who am I seeing? Who's the Chile player? Striker. Oh. Not Falcao. The other one. Uh, Kai. 150 quid on that one, but he's definitely playing for them at that time. Zamorano? No, it's the other one. Just, Sal- both... I want to say Salas. Salas, yeah. It was Salas. Salas. And also Falcao's not Chilean. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Colombian, yeah, of course. I love that Sorry. I've done that because you're such an oracle of football. I'm like, you got something wrong. I won't go that far. Um, uh, the sweatshirt gets me straight away. I'm a sweat guy um, in many ways. So it's like, I just love a sweatshirt, a retro sweatshirt. Sweat. I love to sweat. I actually really, um, I couldn't after the war, but now I can. Um, <laughs> not. Okay. It was a Prince Andrew reference. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. um, Which is really good for a football podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> the AC Man long sleever gives me big Rude Hullet vibes. Sure. Which is great. Uh, the Germany shirt's great. I'm actually not overly keen on the Lazio shirt. Interesting. Um, but the sweatshirt does. And also, there's something to be said for a, sh- a guest picking up minimum quantities because they've really thought about what they've quality. got. Yeah. Whereas, there's a couple of guests who got loads of shirts, and I was like, eh. uh, there, Do you know what? There is someone on this list, and I looked at theirs, and I thought, I, I, I expect better from you. Is it bot? I think I know who it is. Well, well, well tease that, won't you? Yeah. You've been in YouTube long enough. Where, uh, <laughs> Char- where are you putting Charlie then? I think second tier again. Okay, great, um, great taste. Yeah, very good taste. Yeah, I can't I really... I, the, the Germany sweatshirt, I would have picked out if I was him. The other two, I wouldn't have, but like they're also great shirts. So I was like, you know. Okay, Max Fosch. Max Fosch. Interesting shoot, because Max mainly got gifts for people. Did he? Okay, which well, that makes explains it, a lot. Which makes it quite a scattergun approach. Right. The shirt in there, which is the best shirt for me, is the Chelsea anniversary shirt, the 50th anniversary FA Cup shirt. But outside of that, I think he not covered himself in glory. Should a replica FA Cup 50th anniversary shirt, should that cost 200 quid? It's very sought after that shirt. Is it? Because it was a limited edition run. Um, and okay. obviously Chelsea's quite a big fan base when something's limited. Um, and they made mainly a fashion brand now. They, they don't even play football. So it is, and I'm not keen on any of the other choices. So he's in the danger zone here. Oh dear. What is the bottom tier? The bottom tier is Howler. Yeah, has he wasted the opportunity here? See, I don't know because it was good that he came on and got people get gifts, Which but there's true. no method to that. And I think I'm, I'll just, this is, yeah. It's I mean, on Howler. It's on Howler. No, fair enough. I think, I think Max will look Max, I love you. Yeah, we uh, Thank you for coming on Away Days again for the second time when you're a really busy man. But. Yeah. Come on the ripple effect. Let's talk. Uh, Chris MD, we've done, so we can yep. keep moving. Jack Mates. I like Jack Mates' choices here. I feel like one, he's hoping will age uh, well. But otherwise, I, I like where his head's at. So he went for Venezia 21-22, which I feel like is the one that he's hoping is going to yeah, yeah, yeah. age really well for him. 74 quid there, or 75. Uh, Las Vegas Lights. Not Las sure. Vegas Lights, really interesting. Obviously, I had Freddie Adu play for them once. The Kelmay Real Madrid 94-96 home shirt is a great choice. Obviously, he's a West Ham fan. I love the fact he got a West Ham shirt so much. He actually picked up two West Ham shirts and one with Joe Cole on the back. Very, very good selection from Jack, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked up the Las Vegas Lights shirt. Um, the Venezia one is a good choice. It's very much, but there's quite run-of-the-mill choice. Um, so I'd probably put him in the second tier for that because yeah. I think he could have okay. 
I think that's fair. Yeah. I like, yeah, there's a bit of strategy there. Love the Real Madrid kit. And I love the West Ham third kit. Like, yes. Really, really. And I reckon and it looks great on Jack as well. I haven't seen it, but I'm just guessing. Yeah. Great taste. Okay. Next up is Danny Aarons, who, you know, the, probably one of the few to not exclusively buy shirts. Went for a little Ronaldinho yeah. bucket hat there for 15 quid. Interesting uh, seeing, like, this is like maybe the start of Danny Aarons' glow up. Is what we were seeing here. <laughs> Do I want the ripple effect from that? Yeah, um, you're taking it. <laughs> <laughs> so he he has a really good selection of stuff here. I I think some of it is a bit. I don't wouldn't have got the bucket hat. Wouldn't have picked the Bordeaux shirt. He picked up so is an audio listener. He's picked up a Bordeaux O one to O two third shirt, which is maroon. It's a nice ish shirt, but it's not for me. The Sweden shirt, he's got he's got Sweden's ninety seven home shirt. I actually think it might have been ninety six to ninety eight, maybe. Okay. But the Sweden home shirt is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm a like huge that. fan of that shirt. He's got Dortmund's ninety five to ninety six shirt, which for anyone who doesn't know is like the highlighter shirt, and I don't like it. Ah, everyone loves that shirt, and it never fits right. It's never right sizing. Won the Champions League with that one, I believe so. Uh, maybe not. Mm. Mm. it's not it's too bright I feel like it is but yeah it's too bright material isn't great he got a Brazil 90s training shirt I believe that's a 94 training shirt it's very very good and he also picked up a Tottenham 94-95 away shirt with Anderton on the back which is good I do like that very very good and he's Tottenham isn't he yeah he is Tottenham Danny Aaron's come on the podcast as well please I would put put Danny in the third tier because I think he's gone a bit too there's too much quantity going on I like it when a guest gets free shirts I think it's what I want to see a guest yeah can you save that Bordeaux money and invest that Bordeaux Elsewhere. And the Bordeaux and Brazil the Bordeaux, Bordeaux and Ronaldinho bucket act, that budget could have put allocated towards one bigger shirt Okay, that's what my thought is because some people come on the series and they go I have to get loads of stuff I'm like actually no we need to yeah. condense the video down thank you that's it the, so sorry where did you say great taste or not for me oh, he's in third what's third not tier? for me I would I think that's fair okay pie face <laughs> see he's the, be- for, the beauty here. with pie being um, a Plymouth fan yeah, is that their some- retro shirts aren't as expensive. So he's been able to pick up two Plymouth shirts. Bear in mind that he... So Pyface picked up a 96-97 Plymouth shirt, which is considered Plymouth's best shirt of all time. Wow. Which is sick. Which he and, didn't have. And No, and he he had it when he was a kid. It fits him really well yeah, as well. And he's... And yeah, it's the best purchase someone's ever made on Shirt Shovel in terms of... Uh, Ramel actually from TGF had a similar one. But Pi actually got quite emotional. He was buzzing. Mate, if and, there, there's a shirt, if it was there, I honestly don't know what I'd do. Which one? If there was a, if there was a, even if there's just a, sm- a small, I'll take a medium. Fuck it, I'll take a large. The classic FM home QPR shirt. I honestly think I'd tear up. Really? Yeah. Oh, because I had it. It was my first ever kit, and I adored it. I yeah. wore it so much. And then it's weird now. When you're an adult, you go, I wonder if I can. Fu-. Well, no, it's tiny. <laughs> I'm six. I'm five. Or whatever. It is. But yeah, there are. <laughs> Because I and I just don't think that shirt's knocking about anymore. It's just I just don't think it is. I'll I'll, I'll let you know next time on that. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, oh god, have a little look for me. That'd be amazing. Anyway, see, Pi has done the Cardinals. Well, he's picked up a Foden shirt, which I really like because he's he's his favourite player. He's also picked up a Spurs shirt. So he follows Spurs as well as Plymouth. There. What the choices he's done there with the PSG shirt and the Porto shirt, I don't know because that Porto shirt is terrible. It yeah, is. Ter- it's just, not but, Porto. It's the Porto seventeen eighteen away shirt. And it's objectively terrible. Um, not New Balance's best work. And but then that same season, Porto actually had the drag. Yeah, they had the dragon like navy designs, which is one of Porto's best shirts of all time. So the duality of man. 
I so, think it, do you know what I think he's done here? He's gone, I've got, I've already won. And in the glow of that, he's lost his mind a little bit. I'm going to go try some hipster stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think Pi goes third tier. But it's no, gone. also because he got the, I think he goes second tier purely because got, of yeah, got how special there, that Plymouth shirt was. Because yeah. it wasn't even put there specifically for him. Like it just happened to be in the store. And actually the other Plymouth shirt he's got is when Plymouth won, uh, it was division two. QPR got promoted as well, but finished and second. You've got the Ginster sponsor as well, which is quite cool. So yeah, I think second tier for Pi. Okay, Theo Baker also uh, picked up six shirts. Uh, He's got £124, £24.99, Barcelona 0405 home. Could age well that. Mm. Arsenal 607 away with Fabregas on the back, 150 quid for that. Portugal away with Ronaldo 17. Yes. Interesting. CR 17. Yeah. Barcelona 2000s t-shirt. Twenty four ninety nine, uh, Juventus spelt wrong in your video. Juventus. Juventus. Christ, pre match sweatshirt. Good quality control that. Which is, uh, yeah, which I quite like actually. Wizzy. It's a big item. And then that. India twenty twenty two cup shirt, twenty yeah. quid. So it's really interesting here because he clearly had twenty quid left over and went with that. Um, interesting for an Arsenal fan to get a Fabregas shirt. I know obviously he was very special for that. Gen- he, Theo would have been growing up with Fabregas mm. being, but I still think it's a bit weird. Why? The, the Fabregas loving like from Arsenal fans because he did. Go Chelsea. He's a traitor, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. He is. He is. No, he's. Um. I'm a faithful. Um. I haven't seen <laughs> he's it. He's not 100 faithful. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Okay. So again, he's gone for six. India um, Cup shirt shouldn't be there. Just save me 20 quid, please. You've just got something to say. I doubt Theo Baker's ever worn that India Cup shirt. The Barcelona T-shirt is cool. The Juventus pre-match sweat is cool, and every other choice I'm pretty comfortable with. Okay. I just think it's. I think he's going to go second here. Hmm. I think third tier, sorry. Third tier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third tier, because... Not for me. Not yeah, not for me, Jeff, Clive, sorry. some of these. Yeah, not for me, Jeff. Uh, it's Clive, isn't it? Sorry. Who's it? Andy Townsend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not for me, Clive. <laughs> so uh, in terms of just going on to the next one, we have Spencer, yes. which we need to factor in this was filmed as a Christmas episode with Spencer, right, okay. which dates it quite a lot. I, I'm going to be... I, Spencer, I love you. And actually, can I say, and I, if I hadn't rushed out this morning because I forgot my train was on its way I was going to wear the away shirt for Hashtag United this year because I love it and oh, I think it's one of the best it's definitely the best shirt they've done and I actually really like the shirts that they made full stop but this away shirt I was like I really I love it and, I, and as I say I'm always a bit hesitant wearing shirts of other teams but because he's my boy it's fine that said Hashtag consistently I don't think they've made a bad kit it's been phenomenal but that Spencer's in the bottom tier that said this is a car crash yes <laughs> it is really a man who is like I've already got loads of football shirts yeah. I've them all the time yeah. what am I doing on this series I just yeah, he just wants to he just wants to buy hashtag shirts yes <laughs> he bought a Ray Lovioda shirt obviously um, which for some reason the graphic text still says it's coming home Christmas jumper God, the series has improved um, the Ipswich shirt is actually quite a really cool one Oh, did he? He might have actually bought that. I think Alfie was cameraman. I'm pretty sure Spencer bought the shirt for Alfie, which is incredible. That is very sweet. But you're still, it's still bottom tier. Sorry, I, Spencer. Like, yeah, it's shocking, Spen. And actually, next up is Zorori. We have Anna Zorori and Jordan Bayer, which is a really cool opportunity to do because we CFS, Classic Football Shirt, sponsor of the series, sponsored Burnley's kits last season. But it's bottom tier because they both picked up one shirt and they didn't want to be there. Okay. Come on, guys. You know, these, people don't realise how lucky they are sometimes. Mm. A bit of time there. Just enjoy yourself. Actually, Jordan Jordan Bayer loved it. Did he? Okay, there we go. So. Anna Zorori thought I owned the shop. Okay. I didn't. I wish I did. Wouldn't be here. Oh, I would be, but just as a different... I'd be Billionaire Ellis. Billionaire. <laughs> billionaire shop. <laughs> What's your name? It's Billionaire Ellis. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Reeve. fine. We can move on. Reeve. Oh, See, boy. Reeve made it... I think Reeve's done a decent job here. 
in terms of confused by someone to pick, he picked up a Bochum 22-23 shirt for 65 quid. Really bad use of budget that because it's going to be a 20 pound shirt one day. Okay. Um, the, he also picked up a Dortmund 99.00 shirt for 100 quid. Not one of Dortmund's strongest shirts. However, he really follows Dortmund, has a connection to them for his series, is on his channel. Don't hate it. He's an Arsenal fan. Picked up an 03 04 Omri shirt, textbook. And then a Milan 99.00 away. And then some messy socks. I think it. I think for me, it's third tier because none of the choices stand out to me. I think he's picked one of the worst Dortmund shirts you can pick. Bear in mind, it's always based on what's in the store that day. So he wouldn't have chose to pick that. But I just think it's not quite as good as it could be okay yeah I, I get what you mean it's not grabbing me no none they're all it's all very yellow yellow and white yeah and and you know and this is a man with fair skin and fair hair mm. it's just like, it's just gonna merge into a wall get some light blues bring out the eyes Reeve. yeah come on yeah exactly. the lighting on this car you, you, you need to get on Reeve. you need to get on a italy or roma kappa early noughties have you heard of shirt. protein powder <laughs> yeah, there's a, I'm sure there's a link. In, no, no Reeve, those shirts. Let's see the muscles. That's what I like. I like seeing. The if muscles. you need gym tips as well, we're here. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, you know more than me. Calfrizi, Lazio um, third shirt, ninety six, ninety seven, two hundred fifty big ones. Amazing shirt for Hang me. Hang on a minute. Huge. This has gone over the five hundred pound budget. Inter Milan, nineteen eighty eight. A lot of the I think Calfrizi paid the actually. Did he? Fair play. Yeah. Some guests don't. Burnley, ninety ninety thousand. I think they might have. Gone up from Division 2 that season, I want to say. I'm going to chuck it out there. And Santos Laguna. I really like this selection. He also bought the Santos Laguna shirt just to give away to someone, which is really, really nice. The Lazio, the, the Inter Milan jacket is very, very good. Can Calfrizi pull it off? I don't know. I think he can. Um, I've not seen him wear it. You've essentially said he can't. No, 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 no. I don't remember what he looked like in it, but no. he's obviously more fashionable than me. Um, I think this is second tier. It's really strong for me, I think. I'm a big fan of everything he's done there. The yeah. Lazio 96-97 shirt is fantastic. The Burnley, oh, because he goes, oh, I don't mind a bit of Burnley, you know. And Yeah, yeah, that, I think he's <laughs> second tier for me. That's, yeah, fair enough. I'd like to see him in. Uh, and uh, the randomness of the Burnley shirt, I think, would suit him when, once it's on. Yes. Okay. Oh, he bought it for his dad. More okay, of a fan of the series. Kai. Kai has just given us the knowledge there. He bought it for his dad. So again, Calvary's just being a good egg. Well yeah, done, fair play. Second Ramel. Tier. See, Ramel, I mm. think, goes top tier. So Ramel has gone. This is grabbing. I'm getting grabbed here. Yes, because the man he got the Man U ninety two ninety four shirt, which before we started filming, even off camera, I was like, mate, if they've got this in here, I will love you. And then it was in store. And obviously I don't run I don't sort stock for people who are there. It just happens to us in the store. Right. Ramel didn't have a clue this was gonna be there. And it was so good. He went crazy when it was there and it was his size and oh. every shirt he picked up he picked up a PSV 1998 home which is you know amazing Real Madrid 0607 which for me I just think of Roberto Carlos Juventus 0304 every shirt that man wore looked phenomenal on really? him he is one of them guys that can wear anything yeah. and I think he just goes top tier I think it was, a, it was an amazing episode as well really got the series I loved it love that Great shout. I think it's one way. I'm not bothered about the 0304, but I think that's a generational thing Yes, uh, for the Juventus shirt. But I get it, and it, uh, I'm getting grabbed, as I said, mm. uh, by Ramel. Fashionista, congratulations to Ramel. I'm going to have to get you. are going to have to pick a, a, a final winner at the end of this. Uh, Bazinga. I really like Bazinga's strategy. Yes. I think Bazinga, for me, is ro- is top tier, personally. I was going to say the same. What I, like, I think he was wanted to stay in his... And, and you know, we were talking about uh, where do you go if you don't want to buy your club's kits, but you still want to kind of find something iconic and good. And he's gone Borussia Dortmund, 97, 98. Really, really strong kit there. Um, the PSV Eindhoven home 
9697 is really good and a solid uh, 06 Brazil home kit, Ronaldinho as well. Spent his money as well. Like in, He's gone for quality. In, staying in the budget. The best performing episode of the series so far as well. Um, really happy with every choice he made there. Um, like I said, it's a strong Dortmund shirt as well this time. Did he come in that Dagenham Motors shirt yeah. or did he buy it? Right. That's a, talk about good sponsors. Com- what a great sponsor. Completely got the series as well. Like right. Obviously someone of Ethan's size that is like that big and probably that busy. He's like, oh, I've watched every episode. I was like, oh. man, he's a proper football head. He's such a football. Head. Like he, if he, like, if he didn't, in a different world, he'd create a a, a football YouTube channel and it would, he, he'd kill it. Yeah, I, he goes, um, he goes top tier for me. Yeah, I agree. Okay, AJ three. Right, see, Big AJ, Everton fan, isn't he? AJ three. He bought two Everton shirts, both classics. Um, he said he'd never bought a football shirt before. He still technically hasn't because I bought them for him. Got a Mateus. That buy me, he bought Bayern Munich's 97 to 99 home shirt, the really weird one that was black, for those of you who don't remember. Don't like that shirt. It's really shiny. The material is not as weird. He also got an England 02, Manu, Manu 0202 Beckham shirt. He also bought two shirts for random guests in the strop. But for me, it's bottom tier okay. because it's a scattergun approach again. Scattergun approach. Um, even though he got two shirts that meant a lot to him, he said he was never going to wear them and they're more for backdrops. He said he doesn't wear football shirts. Right. So for me... Like, I want people to come on the, the series and fall in love with like the, like the Chris and D. Baggio thing. I want people to come on the series and fall Have in love. Have a moment. You want a moment, don't yeah, you? I want the people to fall in love with something they see in the shop. And Andy um, just wasn't feeling it. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the Be- it's the Beckham choice I don't get. I'm struggling with As, the Beckham uh, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got those two Everton ones. And then, so what are we, Howler? Howler for me. Okay. No one's boring so far. Interesting. Is Howler below, is bo- boring below Howler? Boring is above Howler. Oh, yeah, yeah. So next up we have Chris. Um, next up we have Stephen Tries, who was amazing literally couldn't have given would have given us more time if we needed it I love him which is usually yeah. just like people like I've got 45 minutes Stephen was like we could have been there for four hours maybe speak more to Stephen's schedule <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he speaks up a Liverpool 08 10 Torres shirt amazing uh, which is weird considering I made the the Fabregas point earlier he then got a Bayern Munich home shirt 95 97 a very very strong Bayern shirt a very it's common Bayern shirt yeah, but very strong it is good the Liverpool got and then he picked up two Liverpool items he actually picked three of his four items of Liverpool which is one to said if people can pick up club specifics up then one random thing is really nice he picked up a really nice Liverpool retro coat that's a good shout you know, and that's, that's practical very good. You went out the game. It's a good one to go to the game. Yeah, very nice. Really you're like, good. You're going to be warm, but you're still kind of representing. Showing, I love that shout. I think Stephen, if I hadn't have already put three people in the top tier, he might be in there. But I think he he's only got four items. And for me, I like a three item episode. Right. So that reason can't goes, do him on that, can you? I think. I think. I was going to say the retro coat's cheap. One forty. If you pay two fifty for that retro coat, you wouldn't be shocked. No. Considering that Milan was so two fifty earlier. So he's found a bargain as well. I. I go for, for purely how the episode. Well, maybe my favorite episode in terms of just like I was going to shock you. But Stephen tries is quite funny. Uh, we'll go top tier. Yeah, good. Okay, but then we've got another one which could be change. is very high. The, the Man United fans are desperate for the drawstring. Yes, they? and he's, he smashed. He got the new and heave. So he picked up a Rooney shirt. Obviously, Ginge growing up would have been big into him. Uh, he got a ninety two ninety four Man U shirt, the uh, Norwich scarf coloured one. And then he picked uh, the Newton Heath one. And then he got a Man U goalkeeper shirt from 9798 with Schmeichel on the back because he's he loves goalkeepers. Um, too club specific for me, even though he, I loved, see, he fell in love with the Schmeichel shirt. And I love that. But obviously I'm a Leeds fan. Yeah. I mentioned that. I mean, um, <laughs> I just think it, it, you do get docked, you get you get docked points, but then his whole personality is a Man U fan. It's yeah. like the United thing he does. 
So I think... So it's also... I mean, it's not for me. It's it boring. It is boring. It is boring, think, isn't it? Objectively. Yeah, I think he's got done by the tears here. But I think he can still walk away with integrity. And that's fine. That's good. That's where you want to be. Ben Black. Bottom tier for me. He's, well, he's bought a lot. Because we've gone to classic football shirts. And every shirt Ben's picked up here is a modern shirt. Yeah, I thought that when I saw it. And So he's got Juventus home kit, Dybala, Kerala, Blasters, PSG home, Real Madrid home, 23-24. He's got Bellingham there. That could age well. Barcelona away, 22-23. And Argentina home shirt, 2022. Yeah, nothing before 2019. They're all good. They're not bad shirts. And I don't want to beat him with that stick. But age well. he's not... We're in a store. Missed the classic. point a bit, Nate. We've not gone yeah. to JD. Yeah, Howler. Um, yeah, Howler for me. Yeah. All right, uh, where are we going? Where are we going? Giorgio, Giorgio, Cleolini. What, what a guy! And all three Good friend of yours, but, loves to friend of the channel. <laughs> Viali, unbelievable choice. The, the what that means to him and that Italy team. Oh, um, yeah. Ronaldo R nine just because of, he's like, and he the Roy Keane. So he bought he bought a retro and he put it on. Yeah, he wore a real. It's top tier because we got Chiellini to wear a Roy Keane shirt. You know, that is so oh, good. Odd, but good. Yeah, like good odd. Weird, really weird. So it has to go top tier for me. He's gone fashionista. And uh, yeah, Italian as well. So he's cool, isn't he? Simple as that. Mark Goldbridge. Speaking of cool. See, Goldbridge gone for two items, but two very high quality items. Mm. And I quite like that I was able to get him a very, very rare Man U shirt because he's obviously surprisingly a Man U fan. Um, no Nottingham Forest shirts in stock that day. <laughs> we had a, we had a laugh on the, on the episode. Um, so I think he's done quite well. But is it? It's is it boring. Too is it two boring? is, two is, is too boring. boring for me. It is a bit boring. As much as I love Mark as well, like he was brilliant on the day, but he, <laughs> it's like a manager post match. Brilliant on the day, just didn't get the result yeah. we wanted. Sometimes he didn't fall for you. Yeah, he, he's felt to boring for me. Okay, yeah, I think that's. I get it. I don't see him ever wearing the Zidane one either. I don't see him ever wearing the other one either, as well. Two Man United fans in boring. Yeah. Okay. Is there an agenda here? I don't know. Fabrizio Romano uh, is our final competitor. <laughs> and then we'll get your final call on who is the greatest guest of all time. Uh, so we've got Boca Juniors at home, 87 to 91. I love a Boca Juniors shirt. I would, that's where I would and go. And this is probably the Boca Juniors shirt as well for me. Yeah. Brescia uh, anniversary Guardiola shirt, just under quid. I think that's a really great shirt as well. Yeah. And then Messi into Miami, 22-23 for 110. Cost more. I also I also think he's done he's done very well. But the Boca Juniors shirt, once again, like he was buzzing with that. We had to pick it down from a rail and everything. Like he was like, I love my Boca Juniors shirts. I'll never wear it. Because like he's he only wears colour shirts. You see how he's he's a handsome man, he's not wearing that. So I think it would be top tier if I believed he'd ever wear any of them. But because of that he goes down to second tier. Okay. Great taste, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I think you've done brilliantly here, but we must have a champion. So, in our fashionista top five, Christ. we have Chris MD, Ramel, Bazinga, Stephen Tries, and Chiellini. Who would you like to choose as your champion? Get rid of Chiellini because like, that, 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 he's like such a flash in the pan episode that I don't feel like it's fair to compare. Pop into great taste. Um, I think Ramel. Actually, I'm going to leave them up there. You just got to pick a winner. Ramel stands up to me. Yeah. I think just the reaction Ramel gave, you you can take the footage if you need it. Like when he we got, Ramel picked out his shirt and he was fell in love with it. And he he really loved the day and he loved the series. And he's so, his energy came through so well on the episode. And Ethan's another great example of this as well. Not every guest that came on the series I'm really happy with, but Ethan and Ramel both stand out to me for really, really getting it. Mm. And I loved that. 
So it would have been either one of them two, but I think Ramel just takes it just in terms of how much he loved the Manu shirt he got and the other shirts and how well he pulled them off as well. It was like watching a model in the flesh. Okay. Ridiculous. Mate, amazing. Love that. That was really, really good fun. Uh, guys, make sure you check out Ellis's channel and the whole series. They're all available right now to go and watch. Link is in the description. Thank you for listening. Ellis, thank you for turning up and making your way down. I really, really appreciate it. Mate. Thank you for getting me on. Mate, it's good times, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, right, we will see you very, very soon. Go check out the previous episode with Ellis if you haven't listened to it and all the other ones as well.